Hello and welcome. It's time for Footy Time. It is Tuesday, the 25th of April, 2023, and the evening of Anzac Day. Hope you all enjoyed your Anzac Day. Hope you all got a chance to reflect and appreciate what those before us sacrificed so we could live the lives that we do today. I actually made it down to the dawn service this morning for the first time ever, and I highly recommend if you ever get a chance. It's worth the effort just to be with all the people and um, share the moment together. Yeah, I totally recommend doing that if you've never done it before. Anywho, it's time to get into the footy. And we've got some blinders and shockers for you. Blinder. The grand final rematch was shaping to be a big one on Saturday night. And it went pretty much the way as the grand final did. The Swans have a pretty good record at the Cattery. And they were looking to get some kind of revenge, but the Cats were too strong at the coalface in that first quarter, winning the inside 50 count plus 10, contested possession plus 7, and plus 4 on clearances. They won those convincingly and set up a game that was eerily similar to last year's grand final. They were also razor sharp with 9 scoring shots from 25 entries. It was really interesting to see though, Tom Stewart at halftime getting the Geelong side together and giving them a rocket. They were 35 points up at this point, but they clearly thought they had another gear to go, and that's exactly what they did. They went up another gear in the second half. It was a cat attack, as the absence of Sydney Spines players, Tom and Pat McCartan, Dane Rampey, Buddy Franklin, Tom Hickey, Joel Amati, it really showed in the end, and they just completely fell apart. The Cats are back, and they take on the Bombers at the MCG next week. For a chance to go four and three. Shocker. Rory Lobb was back in Perth on Friday night to face his old side, the Frio Dockers. And the question was always going to be, how will he be received over there? The Dockers decided to take the roughing up route and it backfired dramatically. There was that moment in the fourth quarter where they all got stuck into him with about five or six Dockers surrounding Rory Lobb. While Adam Trelaw just got free and snapped that beauty to put the dogs, I think at that point it was 24 points up, or maybe 18 points up. It's a cardinal sin. You you just don't take your eye off the game. And if my team had done that, I would have been ropeable. You just don't see it often in the game to this degree. Justin Longmuir said that it wasn't all about Rory Lobb and they were focused on the dogs, how they should have been. But I'm not completely buying that. The general theme was centered around Rory Lobb in this game. You had to be blind not to see that. You know, you had a local brewer coming out with a beer, the lobster tears, having a jab at Rory. You only had to look in the crowd to see some of the venom of some of these Freeho fans and the effort they went to with the booing and the signs like Lob the Snob. I just thought it was a bit embarrassing all around for the Freeho Footy Club. Players, coaches, fans, they wouldn't be feeling good after this one. They might want to take stock, Frio fans in particular, because they aren't the only team that's had a player want to leave their club. I won't be booing Luke Jackson when he returns to Melbourne to play Melbourne at the MCG, but I won't be expecting Frio fans to complain about any treatment that he gets when that happens. If you're going to bring the bravado and do things like that, then you have to be winning the ball, be physical at the contest, and those sorts of things. It's an embarrassing look for the Dockers as they continue what's looking to be a very rough season. Darcy Fogarty 
Is there a better set shot for goal in the competition right at the second? That goal to put the Crows up with one minute left down in Launceston. I'm not sure if many other players would take the drop punt in that situation. I reckon there would be nine out of ten that would go around the body. One of my favourites to watch right now, I really like his kicking style and he's finally showing that talent that they were all excited about when they got him in that 2017 draft. Three goals on the day, eight marks. The Crows are building a really nice looking forward line down there. I mean, we know about Rankin, Rochelle, Taylor Walker's in good form, but you need a good matchup for Darcy Fogarty as well. He's one that can get off the chain. Shocker. Well, it's not so much of a shocker, but it's something that's going to hurt this team a lot, I think. The injury to Sam Taylor. I mean, I think the Giants are going to be in a world of hurt without Sam Taylor. He's the All-Australian fullback. In that first quarter, he was all over Joey Danaher. He clearly had the beating of him. And Danaher had to get up the field to get some touches. And he actually did pretty well in that situation. But Sam Taylor doing his job. Unfortunately, he went down halfway through the third quarter. And he's going to be out for 10 weeks with a serious hamstring sprain. It's a, a real blow. Because as I said, he is the reigning All-Australian fullback. He's a brilliant one-on-one -on -one defender. I think he's the best one-on-one -on -one defender in the competition right now. And they are really going to struggle, I think, when it comes to these gorilla forwards that they need just a good, big-bodied one-on-one -on -one defender to take care of. There are other options there. I mean, Phil Davis is probably about another month away. Nick Haynes, Harry Himmelberg's doing a good job as a swingman lately, but Sam Taylor's really become the numero uno when it comes to the opposition's best key forward and who's going to him. So I think they're going to really struggle with that. We'll see how it goes, but it's a big loss. Blinder. It was a weekend for forwards and in Canberra, it was a masterclass from Charlie Cameron. There's few forwards better to watch than Cameron when he's up and running, and this was a vintage performance. The Giants just had no player to go with Cameron, and they ran a few guys through him, but couldn't contain the forward antics of Charlie he was just electric, and while the Lions moved the ball well from half-back with speed and played some pretty good footy, I didn't think that they were that sparkling, and you could really make a case that without Charlie Cameron's big haul, they may well have lost this game. That's another story, though. Cameron was amazing, and he moves to second in the common middle table with 20 goals. Well done, Charlie. Shocker. I don't usually go off base in the blinders and shocker segment, but I did want to quickly point something out. In the last 24 hours, I've personally come across some people who think that maybe this Anzac Eve and Anzac Day footy is a little bit overblown and that the AFL's using it as a reason for entertainment and ratings. I think that, look, everyone's entitled to their opinion. I'm not going to tell anyone that they shouldn't have that opinion. And if people like this think that it should be kept strictly separate from the game of sport i'm talking about the concept of war and uh the anzacs and you know what happened in gallipoli and uh, anyone that served for this country if they think that that should be separate then that's fine but i read one person say on one of the forums that i frequent that they were disgusted that there's ninety thousand people going to the MCG on a night before Anzac Day, which isn't even a real public holiday, I guess. Uh, so they've just made it up for the sake of ratings and 
And there's a whole bunch of people there watching some army bloke, and I quote, going around on a horse with flame. And the 90,000 people have got their phones out with the torches waving like it's some kind of Coldplay concert. Look, I, I understand some people who think that the spectacle isn't what it's all about. Uh, and they would prefer that you just go to the dawn service at the shrine if you want to pay your respects and acknowledge the contributions that were made in the past. But I think, first of all, this particular person that said that has, it sounds like they've never been to an Anzac Eve or Anzac Day match or a Coldplay concert or any kind of rock concert for that matter. Because uh, if you had, you would have realized that it is quite different to anything like that. It's really a night where it's just a moment of reflection and no one's rowdy, no one's going over the top. Yeah, they've got their phones out and they've got the torches on and they've told to do that. It's about unifying everyone. Everyone is dead silent. Yeah, you might get a few people who've had a couple of beers beforehand, but quite often in a minority. And it's just something that you don't get to experience very often and you get a chance to... Yeah, just, we're never going to understand what it was like, but at least this is our version of trying. And look, yeah, sure, you can go to the dawn service the next day. Okay, well, you know, whether you like it or not, football is a great chance for people to gain awareness on certain issues. I mean, I'm not one of those people that thinks that football and politics should be completely separate. I think that you've, you know, got to temper the boundaries a little bit, but I don't think that it should be have any taboo topics is what I'm trying, trying to say. And look, if you don't like it, if you don't support it, then quite simple, don't watch. I mean, I support Melbourne. I go to this game every year. What else am I going to do? And what else are the AFL going to do as well? Should they just not talk about it? Or, or should they just have a very quick announcement on it and that's it? Because I didn't see a lot of merchandising exercise at the MCG last night. I saw a massive opportunity for a lot of Anzac badges to be sold and I think they sold quite a few definitely bought a couple myself uh, I think it's just another chance to shine light on something and raise the awareness because the whole point is we won't forget you know lest we forget so things like this it's going to help us to not do that as we go further and further into the future so look everyone's entitled to their opinion but yeah that's mine Blinder 95,000 packed into the MCG and witnessed another classic in the Collingwood v Essendon game. The Bombers looked to have the Pies measure for three quarters and built up a 28-point lead at the last change, thanks to Kyle Langford with three goals, Sam Wiedemann with two, a couple from Stringer, Elwin Davey Jr., and an impressive rear guard performance that Brad Scott has brought to Essendon this year, restricting the Pies to just 46 points by three-quarter time. But all that went away when Collingwood found another gear in the last and started piling on the forward 50 entries. The leaks started to show in Essendon's backline. Nick Dacos had 40 possessions, two goals. Jack Inovan chipped in with one or two. Uh, steel side bottom late in the game to put it seven points up. They were scoring from everywhere and eventually overran the Bombers by 13 points with Nick Dacos taking out the Anzac Day medal. They're the real deal, Collingwood. And what is most impressive to me is that they did it without a single goal from Brody Majacek or Jamie Elliott, two of their regular goal scorers. They're never out of a game, and they're deservedly premiership favourites, the Pies. 
as much as it might irk some of us to say it, they are looking pretty good. I'm not going to finish on a shocker this week. I think that deserved to be the exclamation point of the show. If I was going to do another shocker, I'd probably uh, pot Frio again for the way that they're going about things. But no, look, it's um, yeah, it's a day of reflection, as I said, and hopefully you enjoy the rest of the week. The round seven action will be there before we know it. We have got a Friday night game at Marvel Stadium between St Kilda and Port Adelaide, so that should be pretty interesting. Saints five and one. Ross Lyon, the guru, and yeah, could they win the flag this year? Well, stranger things have happened. But anyway, that's all for this week. We'll catch you next week. Bye for now.